0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's program. Uh, today, this is all about what happened yesterday, uh, not necessarily in UK Parliament, because we had all the MPs coming to make their speeches. As expected, we had a lot of, well, emotional speeches. Some of them were very solid. Some of them were just generic, especially from the labor benches. We expected what we were, what we actually heard. Uh, we had the, the likes of uh, Dan Jarvis who stood up to stand up for our veterans, good. And then of course we had the others who tried to blame everybody else. So that didn't really achieve anything but we're going to talk about what's been happening in Westminster and within government. Today we have uh, pretty Patel's new migration policy and her approach to how to deal with the, with the fall of Afghanistan and also Joe Biden's incompetence. The follow-up since uh, over the last few days it keeps getting worse and worse and finally we're going to be answering the questions we get from the full members of uh, this channel. Quick reminder, in case you haven't seen the last couple of episodes, we have a, a whole new set of uh, presenters and uh, contributors on the channel. We have uh, uh, Peter Barnes, and Michael Heaver, Daniel Michael Heaney, Emma Webb, as well as, of course, me and uh, um, Lacey Butcher, who are still here. Um, the new schedule of the uh, channel, as you see on the main uh, Daily Shows page, at the top of the page, you can see, uh, Every day, what programs we have on a daily basis. Uh, the main thing is, if you haven't actually checked out all the other pages, definitely check out the news update page because uh, we've made some changes to that. Uh, the new uh, the news articles on that page uh, I now include a short video reactions from me as well. If you want to uh, stay up to date with everything else, and finally, we have brought back Discord. So if you go on the forums page, uh, you now see a uh, the link to. Uh, Get invited and get access to our Discord server. And um, again, for those of you who haven't actually used Discord before, it's essentially a, a chat forum, discussion board. Uh, so you just sign up, and then you it's for free, and uh, you then see a whole bunch of group chats and chat rooms. So you could actually see different political topics. Just get involved. Um, the no restrictions. It's free to use. And then we're going to be uh, updating that page so that the Discord is actually just. Embedded on that page for all of you to use now Let's get on with the show because there's a few things I want to uh, talk about especially when it comes to Priti Patel the Home Secretary because she came out the Home Office came out essentially to uh, Announce this a new Policy the new scheme to save people from Afghanistan now The, the purpose of the policy is supposed to be to help the Afghan refugees a couple of issues with this firstly Consider they came out to say that this is going to be, as they said about Test and Trace, and also the whole testing system that we had, world leading. This is going to be world class. Well, last time we heard these sort of things, these programs failed because of bureaucracy. Now they say that they they want to help all the refugees uh, from Afghanistan to, of course, get out. And uh, in each country, they're trying to negotiate with all the other Western countries to say, okay, we'll take... 20,000, you take 15,000, something like that. But in reality, what they say is that, um, on the one hand, Priti Patel said that she wants to stop and prevent uh, the illegal routes so that if anyone comes on the boat, she will turn them around. That's what she says. And then at the end, on the other hand, she says, we would just give um, asylum seekers from Afghanistan, as long as they say we're from Afghanistan, even if they don't have the right paperwork, We'll just um, give a safe space and well safe place to them and everything else. So that's it. They don't have to wait that long. I'm not really sure how this is going to happen because they say that they want to go through the camps, just like what they tried to do with Syria at the time. David Cameron did this in 2015 with the Syrian camps. Um, the slight difference. So they say that we are making some changes to what David Cameron did. The, the change is that they no longer require full paperwork and documents. So there could be a lot of people from those camps who would just pretend to be from Afghanistan uh, to get to the UK. There are a number of issues around this. And considering, I think this is, there's a lot of self-guilt right now inside the UK government. And my policy, and I've been tweeting about this for the past few days, um, the Western governments have let down um, not just ordinary Afghans, uh, our veterans, uh, but also uh, the ones who aided... Uh, the West, including the translators and everybody else who worked for the American and British troops who were from Afghanistan, um, the priority should be to make sure that they are safe, get them out of that country and give them refuge inside those camps. So whether whether, whether they're going to be ending up and the United Nations have said that they're going to try and build camps around Afghanistan. There will be a lot of of countries, including Iran, who are um, taking a lot of Afghans in Now, all these camps, priority is to make sure the camps are built and they're ready and get people out of Afghanistan. That's all. Priority is not to open the door in London to everyone to come here without evidence. That's the next step to make sure that first, they are protected, they're safe from the Taliban if they want to come out unless they want to join the Taliban, then that's their choice. Then, VET, make sure you go through the process legally and those who deserve it of course that's it come here go to Germany go to Canada go to France although those who go to France always want to come to UK <laughs> that's a different argument but right now because it's all reactionary from the UK government side and all governments I don't understand why it has to get to points like this where the Home Office for example and the Border Force have to come up with a new scheme With the issues with people migrating and again wars and things like this happen all the time on a regular basis what did you expect? this sort of things were always going to happen. If not in Afghanistan, if not today, it was going to happen in two years' time, It was going to happen somewhere else, it's going to happen in Iran again in a few years' time when the revolution happens. So why do you have to make reactionary policies on the spot without realizing what the point of it is? This is exactly why all these politicians have let down all of us. One of them is Dominic Raab. He's Foreign Secretary, because uh, the next uh, person I'm going to criticize is Joe Biden again. But let's not forget that Dominic Raab, whose job was pretty easy until now because his role as Foreign Sec is just to be the statesman and there's not many crises going on, so he's just going you know, blame everything on the Prime Minister and, of, of course, if something goes wrong uh, outside, blame it on the Defence Secretary, inside Home Secretary. But this one crisis, bad timing for him, and he made the wrong moves. He went on holiday when they told him not to. He was too busy to, um, for them to uh, communicate with, for the people in the, uh, the FCO, Foreign Office. And they urged him to get in touch with the Afghanistan's uh, leadership at the time. And no, he was way too busy to do that. And when they told him to come back, again, he was too busy on the holiday to do anything about it. And now he's walking around Downing Street, smiling when the journalists ask him if he's going to resign. At least don't smile. All this stuff happening... This is not the time to smile. Um, but again, I don't really think all these people who are also reactionary asking for Dominic Rao to resign. That's not going to achieve anything either. There's a lot of people to be blamed. And a lot of the generic ministers and all these uh, elected politicians who can resign, but there are people higher up who are more responsible in terms of the direction, policy direction It's the top of the politicians, the political class. And then the rest of it is all the other officials who are not elected. Uh, from the armed forces to, of course, the security and intelligence. Uh, they, we have to make sure that they gave the right advice. Those who gave the wrong advice, they also have to answer. Those who gave the right advice, and politicians ignore, including this guy, Joe Biden. Then, yeah, it's not their fault. Blame the president, for example. Now he did this uh, weird interview on uh, ABC News, <laughs> and uh, a couple of things. He had enough time now, after a few days, to get his head together. Know he's lying. Stop doubling down on a weird policy decision by treating Afghanistan not as an ally, but as an occupied territory. Now, you could say it was an occupied territory post-2001, but in 2021, Afghanistan became an ally. Well, they have, well, near the Afghan government, the ordinary Afghan people. Now, this is a, a couple of clips from uh, this interview, slightly concerning. One of them is uh, about how things went on the ground in kabul but we've all seen the pictures we've seen those hundreds of people packed into a c-17 we've seen afghans falling that was four days ago five days ago what did you think when you first saw those pictures? yeah that was what, a long time ago just move on move on george that doesn't matter that... when you saw those images things going wrong and you and your government not knowing how to handle the security over there for your own troops as well and for citizens civilians of America who were there and translators and everybody else that oh that that was that was four or five days ago George doesn't really matter that's one issue then when he was asked whether he could have handled it better this is an answer so you don't think this could have been handled this actually could have been handled better in any way no mistakes no I I, I don't think it could have been handled in a way that we're going to go back in hindsight and look. But the idea that somehow there's a way to have gotten out without chaos ensuing. I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that happened. Maybe the timing mattered, considering that he's talking about um, the exit strategy while chaos was coming because he knew chaos was coming. A lot of people knew. Magic Nawad on LBC talked about this two months ago. I mentioned this weeks ago on this channel when it came to discussion about Iran. And then, of course, they mentioned that Taliban are also getting ready. A lot of other people also knew, including uh, people who were coming on the media uh, platforms to talk about it. He was told about it. So maybe the timing, you could change that. Maybe come out at a time when it's slightly more uh, peaceful. Not stable, because as we know, another group that you need to blame is the Afghan government. People at the top of the Afghan government who ran away, who surrendered. Now, it's not just our responsibility that Afghanistan fell, uh, but someone had to protect the ordinary civilians. If Afghanistan and the Afghan government didn't do it, at least when it came to the so-called humanitarian approach that people like Joe Biden and Democrats love, they didn't do anything about it. Now, they blame everything on President Trump, as usual, and they wonder why nobody has any respect for them. Now, we know that all the politicians, including Sajid Javid of the UK government, writing articles like this in the Telegraph back in October 2022 to help Joe Biden win his election, saying, Britain will be better off with Joe Biden. I was a great supporter of the Republicans under Ronald Reagan, but today it's the Democratic challenger, Joe Biden, who best embodies Ronald Reagan's great legacy. That's nonsense. That's not true. Reagan is not, well, Joe Biden is not Reagan. And in fact, the reality is the fact that we had Tory politicians and again, Sajid Javid of the UK government now, writing these articles to help a, a, well, this special relationship to slightly get better. But in reality, either he didn't know, or it was way too personal for people like Sajid Javid that they hated Donald Trump so much. That they just decided to pick anyone who is not Trump to say, well, this person is basically Jesus Christ. Let's just, you know, this is the savior of America. Well, how does that feel? I want to know Sadie Javis' thoughts on Joe Biden now. If he's brave enough to say anything. Of course he can't because he's a minister. But that's the problem that we have in, from the UK side. And we are also letting people down. At the same time, when it comes to the Taliban and what they've been doing, a lot of the mainstream media in the West are way, focusing way too much on the fact that the Taliban's PR machine coming out to say that we've changed. We have been reforming ourselves, yet we've seen the evidence on the streets. Firstly, the cowards who abandoned Afghanistan, the leaders of the Afghan government, the security forces that surrendered, who ran away, or who joined the Taliban. If they had any shame, they would see these images of ordinary, unarmed Afghan civilians and women, young women, protesting against the Taliban on the streets, again, without having anything to defend themselves. <laughs> Now, the images that we have after this, which we can't really show, is that uh, a lot of these people, unfortunately, lost their lives straight after this because uh, the, the forces came and uh, just put everyone um, on line. And it, yeah, it, was, it, was, it got ugly and bloody. And the fact that they're still brave enough, or we might say stupid enough, to go on the streets without anything to def- defend themselves, but it's because they're desperate. Got nothing else. And there are rumours that uh, some people from the previous regime Are trying to regroup and come back and fight back but right now the fight back is happening by the civilians. Now it's embarrassing. The Afghan troops ran away. The Americans ran away. American allies ran away. Now women in Afghanistan are trying to fight back. Slightly embarrassing guys. Slightly embarrassing. And now the Taliban are holding press conferences answering questions from the media and they have now been trained over the years. Everything that they've been saying, all these lines are very, very similar to the sort of lines that we hear from Assad, the Iranian regime, the Chinese Communist Party and Putin's government. Every single anti-establishment, Western establishment comment that they make, they are stealing it from the counterculture side from the West. Now, we keep talking about free speech. We criticize big tech censorship and mainstream media. They've been doing the same now. And they think they're smart. Some people are falling for it. This is the Taliban's comment about uh, you know, the big tech censorship in the West. This question should be asked to those people who are uh, claiming to be promoters of freedom of speech, uh, who do not allow uh, publication of all information. You sh- I can ask Facebook uh, company. This question should be asked to them. Well, firstly, he's right. Secondly. Not completely, because the question, the whole scrutiny right now around them is about what they're going to be doing, what sort of rights they're going to give people, women and ordinary people out there in Afghanistan. And they are pretending to say that, well, no, no, we, we reframed ourselves. You know, we're going to give rights. Everything's fine. We're not going to go out there and be brutal. We've seen the footage. We you know what you're doing on the streets right now. And also the fact that you're telling even Western journalists uh, to cover their hair, cover their faces, so what happened to this the reformed uh, version of taliban it's all a bunch of lies of course uh, but the fact that we are now focusing way too much on their press conferences and their press releases stop it do not treat them as a like civilized regime or government no they don't don't give them the, that air time that they want they're coming out giving all these lies and then all the other so-called progressive and woke uh westerners who are so Feminists who are so pro-equality, where are they now? They're very, very quiet. Well, some of them are still talking about equality. Some of them are still talking about uh, injustice, including Justin Trudeau. Now, Justin Trudeau, uh, while all this was happening in Afghanistan, he was way too busy coming up with new words, changing definitions, and changing the way you pronounce words and spell words. He's still talking about feminism. He's still talking about equality of genders. But... He's busy coming up with these things. So he said, I mean, he changed the word recession to she session and recovery to she recovery.": It is exactly the example of the kinds of things you need to do to counter the she, the she session and turn it into a she covery Fact is, uh, the conservatives don't talk about that in their lengthy platform. Oh my, okay why and this is actually worse than his people kind um scheme that came up with all this weird fantasy land stuff that creates embarrassing again it's all about timing what are you doing right now all the chaos happening in afghanistan and of course around the world with all the other stuff as well he's way too busy doing this because he thinks that uh, with the upcoming elections in canada that's how he's gonna win now You've already went down in the polls before because you didn't respect the reality of politics and what ordinary people needed and wanted now they're doing all this pretending to care about feminism and gender equality it's not saying anything about what's happening in afghanistan apart from the fact they're saying we're going to open our doors to everyone who says and who claims to be from afghanistan that's what canada is going to be doing good luck canada see what's going to happen then see uh, just wait to see when uh, all the other groups including taliban um putting the spies and their fighters inside those groups who are pretending to be from Afghanistan without vetting anyone you're letting them in well the focus and the priority right now for you and Biden and Boris Johnson and all the others should be to just save the people in the region right now to help them get out as long as they're safe out of that chaos then you deal with it after in terms of again we have we're going to be building camps and everything else and we should do that properly. Not that, oh, we're going to do some virtual signaling. Guys, you're on the street of Kabul. Just find your way to Canada and we're going to give you free citizenship. This is embarrassing. And he's the leader of Canada, for example. That's just one of them. But this is not really just the beginning because this guy has other problems. If he really cared about justice, the protests in Canada continue against the measures of the Canadian government, uh, just like uh, the same protests are still happening in France and in other places in Australia. Australia is getting tough now. Canada, if he really cared, he would listen to his own voters. The same thing happening everywhere. Now, these uh, images that you would see from France, from Canada, from Australia, partly also other countries too, like Germany, these leaders who are pretending to care about people around the world, maybe you should start by focusing on their own voters and their own electorate, because these are the people who pay your salaries. These are the people who are your bosses. Justin Trudeau still doesn't understand that because he's a, of course, is a metropolitan, elitist, middle-class, spoiled kid who only got here because of his father and now he's self-entitled because he doesn't know how to do anything else apart from just being a face and a puppet now that's why Canada is going down that's why he has to go and the conservatives in canada need to really step up their game to make sure that they win the upcoming elections now uh, we've got a couple of uh, questions from the members of the channel the full members if you go in the membership area the top of the page is a box where you can submit your daily questions and at the end of each show We will answer them. Uh, Let's uh, go to uh, Alan, who says, do you think Donald Trump will stand again and win the next election? Um, Well, this is, of course, coming following the fall of Afghanistan and uh, Joe Biden's shambolic performance. It really depends on one main thing, the midterm elections in America. It really depends on how the Republicans and GOP um, conduct themselves in terms of uh, who they're going to get behind what sort of narrative what sort of agenda if they still want to go ahead with this chaos of civil war inside the party or are they going to take the risk and bring back Trump and Trumpism because right now it's the perfect timing for Trump and Trumpism to come back because he is and was uh, the best leader America could have when it comes to foreign affairs that was his strength so if you want America to be saved on the international stage Trump needs to come. So it really depends on the, the midterms. And if it goes well for the Republicans, and or if it goes badly because they made the wrong decisions, then yes, Trump could come back and do something about it. Uh, I don't think Trump could win as an independent candidate. Not yet. Uh, unless some weird thing happened in the uh, next election. He has to come back as a Republican. Uh, Emily says, What will happen to the Iranian uprising following the fall of Afghanistan? Uh, well, as you guys know, the uh, Iranian uh, um, civilians are also still protesting across the country. It actually happened just before, it started again before uh, the fall of Afghanistan a few weeks ago. Um, Again, that also depends on how the Iranian regime reacts to Afghanistan, because they are now in talks with uh, the Taliban in a sense that, you know, they're supposed to be enemies, but because Taliban have talked to China and Russia, uh, if Iran use uh, Afghanistan as a shield and... Of course, the the new Afghan regime bring down the uprising in Afghanistan, the counter fight, then yeah, then we might use that as an ex- as an example to show the Iranian fighters, we can destroy you, so go home. But I don't. Th- I think this is the end. The snowball has already started in Iran. It's just about when. Uh, it's not about how or what. The regime will go. Um, it could be within the next two years. It could be five years. Um, but this is the end. So. And all the mismanagement of uh, well, the, since COVID started, the Iranian government have messed up so badly that everybody is now completely desperate in Iran. So you will see the uprising continuing. Uh, but we'll see in terms of the, the power of people really depends on Afghanistan and Taliban. Uh, Scott says, um, Hi, Maya, f- a few things. One, uh, the way this country has been going, uh, should I just keep wearing, uh, keep wearing my I Believe in Britain uh, t-shirt and <laughs> give me some hope, please, Maya. Uh, yeah, if you have your I Believe in Britain t-shirt, then absolutely wear it because... I um, mean, oh, jokes aside, of course, it was my merch. Merch and I promoted it and you guys bought it. But um, I think right now we need uh, to give ourselves some hope and optimism, but also we need to give the others on the streets some hope and optimism. Um, there has to be something. Otherwise, we're just walking around the streets, looking at each other, those who can tell that we're on the same side we don't know what to do in terms of how to deal with all the problems in the world including our own establishments including on a global stage with all the enemies that we have we need some hope and hopefully i'm trying my best to also give you some sort of positivity on this channel with all the doom and gloom Um, things will get better at least domestically in this country with our government Um, it's not going to get worse in that sense because A lot of things that could have gone worse, the backlash completely stopped it. Uh, There are certain things that we can't really stop, including the SNP government going completely mental on free speech, things like that. Um, But hopefully, with certain things like the vaccine passports, mandatory vaccine passports in terms of September onwards, I still believe that things could get better. If it doesn't, it's not my fault. Um, And then, as Scott also said, um, Afghanistan Taliban, that issue. Where is Jeremy Corbyn? jeremy Corbyn and his brother are too busy uh, attending these cringy stop the war protests again they didn't get their timing right they, they start they're organizing these marches stop the war when america and britain stopped the war <laughs> they're not advocating for us to go and um stop the war of taliban because that's that's what they're against i don't know what they're trying to stop we came out but, yeah, so Jeremy Corbyn is way too busy uh, playing his student political games, as usual. Uh, he's not really, he doesn't have anything credible to say about how we should have dealt and managed this situation. So let's just ignore that guy. Um, and uh, his third point is, if, if refugees from Afghanistan come over here to live in safety, uh, what about our veterans that served over there that's living on the streets of Britain? Yes, that, well, that's one of the key points, because the, the main people who are, we are abandoning are a couple of groups. One, are the ones who are still there, and they aided us, including, they're not all Afghans. A lot of them are also Afghans. Some of them are Afghan, British, American, Afghan, uh, and like citizens of our countries who are there as translators, and are also different employees. Uh, but also, some of the troops who got stuck there, and veterans here. What happened to protecting... Our own people what happens to serving our own people we have still a lot of people who came who went to afghanistan lost their friends and sometimes uh, lost their well their arms and their legs and and also in terms of ptsd still have a big issue mental health no nothing's happening about that all these virtual signaling statements from uh, the government every now and then that they're going to take care of the veterans same thing with america it's actually much worse in america Yet, we're way too focused on uh, trying to intervene in other people's affairs. Fascinating. But Scott is absolutely spot on to bring up the veterans issue. Right now, they're trying to come up with all these new statements saying, oh yeah, guys, we've now just discovered we have veterans, we're gonna gonna look after them now. What, did did it take you 20 years to discover until Taliban to come back uh, to realize? Also, when it comes to mental health and PTSD, and I've got a couple of friends who are veterans uh, who've already been um, feeling really, really badly uh, and they're going through a mental health crisis because of that. Um, they've already been back for, for a few years. They haven't been there, but the defeat it made them th- think and feel. What was the point? Everybody lost their lives. Everybody lost everything and lost hope. Everything went back to square one. So I can't blame them. And that's, uh, it's just a sad uh, reality of uh, how life is right now, unfortunately, in uh, in this world. So. Uh, thanks again thank for watching again, everyone. And uh, as I said, uh, definitely check out the forums page. Uh, so just click on forums on the top of the page and uh, you can see the uh, the link to Discord, the new chat forum that we have. And then, uh, as I said, we're going to update that page so that you can actually access the Discord on the actual page. Right now, you have to click on it. And it will take you to a new uh, website, the app. Uh, but definitely join us there. And then uh, also, we're going to be giving you some of the more uh, the co-hosting programs that we have with uh, Daniel McElhaney and Peter Barnes over the next couple of days. Thanks again for watching. I'm Maya c and I'll see you guys in the next video.